the explosive new film, Flynn, Deliver the Truth, Whatever the Cost, exposes secrets behind the government's takedown of General Michael Flynn. Flynn knew what the intel world had been up to. He ordered the first audit of the use of contractors. This set off alarm bells. He told the truth. He was the most dangerous person for Donald Trump to hire. They had to get rid of Flynn. Flynn, Deliver the Truth, Whatever the Cost. Available now. Watch it today. Go to SalemNow.com. SalemNow.com. The views and opinions expressed by Rob Black and his guests are not necessarily those of KDOW or its management owners or advertisers and should not be construed as legal tax or investment advice. Always consult with the appropriate advisor before making any investment or financial planning decision. I'm Rob Black. Welcome in, Rob Black and your money. Putting the your money in the context of your retirement. Anything you want to talk about, we can talk about. We can talk about Elon Musk. We can talk about Netflix. We can talk about the Dow falling triple digits after gaining triple digits. After falling for a week plus. What's it all mean? History says the market sell-off isn't over and the drop will be sharper than the first. S&P 500 is about halfway back from its October's lows, but it could retest that level again before rallying into the end of the year, so says some analyst. Earnings outlook may not sound as rosy from some multinationals impacted by tariffs going forward. Netflix had a mongo quarter. Me mongo. Me eat beans. Sam Stovall, chief investment officer at Cifra, said he would not be surprised to see a test of last week's lows, and he's not alone tends to happen. This is the second decline of this year of 5% or more. And two out of every to- two out of every time, we had more than one decline in the year. The second decline was sharper than the first. So says Sam Stovall. Could be a test of the lows. That's kind of the expected thought here. A flush out, so to speak. And it could be come before the November 6th election, which President Trump said yesterday, hey, don't blame me. If Democrats get control back. Sent man not hedge himself even before an event happens. Since every since World War II, even if we had a majority change in Congress, the market has risen in price and average gain was between twelve percent to thirteen percent. So Republicans are expected to retain control of the Senate, but Democrats are expected to reclaim the House, creating the potential for gridlock. Gridlock used to be a really good thing, and now it's not viewed as much as a good thing. Of course, tax cuts and other things probably wouldn't have happened if there's gridlock. So maybe you would say, hey, let's welcome in. Let's welcome back. Welcome back to the show, Gridlock. Hey, Gridlock, how you been recently? And I am not political, so I don't really have much of an opinion on what do I expect to happen there. Uh, Netflix Lamb Research, CSX Corporation. We got a great big railroad trucking down the line. Okay. I'm mixing up trains and trucks, but that's okay. Netflix, Lamb Research, CSX Corporation train. And United Continental kept the good earning news coming last night. Netflix was a blowout. It was a Mongo quarter. But again, how much they're spending is a big question. Is a big, I guess you would say financial question. Semiconductor stocks got some leadership from equipment maker Lamb Research. 
I used to follow AM research intimately back in the 90s and early 2000s because it paid off. To make hot new semiconductors, you had to have hot new semiconductor equipment making technology. You have to bake those semiconductors. Got to bake the chips, so to speak. IBM is not a party to be having today. It's my party and I'll cry if I want to. IBM is trading down 5%, having been undercut by investors who were duly unimpressed by the recognition that IBM's revenues declined 2.1% year over year. IBM was once a very hot and sexy stock in the 60s and 70s. Um, and the 80s. It, it had its day. And it, it kind of reminds you, be careful with you know loving stocks like Amazon and Netflix and Google. They're great now, but IBM was, once was great. Home Depot is down following a downgrade from Credit Suisse. Macro matters are playing a part in the soft market today. There's a focus on the housing market. Mortgage applications declined 7.1% week over week. That was partly due to Columbus Day holiday, which in California, we don't have Columbus Day. We have Indigenous People Day. That's right, Jack. And... It's just weird to look at national news and think Columbus Day is a holiday now. Like You kind of live in your own little bubble at times, right? But mortgage applications are softening due to rising mortgage rates. Refinancing applications dropped 9% while purchase applications fell 6%. Rising mortgage rates and high prices have stemmed uh, ultimately from limited inventory. And that's, you know, just destroyed affordability. So housing starts to decline 5.3% in September to seasonally just a rate of 1.2 million units. A little bit below expectations. Building permits were down 6 tenths of 1% to a seasonally adjusted rate of 1.2 million. That was owed to a 9.3% decline in permits for buildings with five units or more. Single-family permits were up 2.9%. So that's the third lowest annual rate this year key takeaway is that the housing isn't picking up fast. And, you know, demand for new homes at more affordable price points, they're not there. So the demand can't really show up until prices come down. And again, I was just flabbergasted that an apartment in my hometown went for $1 million dollars. 1.2 million. Are you crazy? And it had basically a thousand square feet. So it's going for a thousand plus dollars per square foot as an apartment. Whoa. You typically think of people who live in apartments as younger people, but that's not necessarily the case anymore, right? 800 516 1220 to get your calls in the air. It's 800 Anything you want to talk about, we can talk about. Student loan debt crisis is getting worse. And that's a problem because, again, the people who should be affording million-dollar apartments are saddled with student loans. And they continue to grow. And a lot of them are tied towards an adjustable rate, which will change aggressively at the start of the year. Federal student loans are the only consumer debt segment with continuous cumulative growth since the Great Recession. 
As the cost of tuition and borrowing continue to rise, the result is a widening default crisis that people are concerned about in the financial industry. Student loans have seen almost 157% in cumulative growth over the last 11 years. Auto loan debt has grown 52%, while mortgage and credit card debt actually fell by about 1%. There's a whopping $1.5 trillion in student loans out there. $1.5 trillion in student loans. Think of how much economic activity you have to have to pay that off. I'm Rob Black, talking all things financial, money, investing, and more. Find me online at Rob Black Show, Twitter Rob Black Show, YouTube Rob Black Show. Catch Rob Black and Rob Black and Your Money live on the Bay Area Airwaves. Weekday mornings from 7 to 9 on AM 1220 KDOW and streaming live on the KDOW radio app or KDOW.biz. And don't forget the weeknight replay at 7. I'm Rob Black, talking all things financial, money, investing, and more. Anything that you want to talk about, we can talk about. Money, investing, and more. 800-516-1220 to get your calls on the air. It's 800-516-1220 to get your calls on the air. Netflix had a pretty bumping quarter. Uh, Netflix shares soared. I talked about it earlier this week that it was off 20 223% from its all-time high. And that's about all you're going to get from a company like Netflix. They say a correction's 5%. They say a bear market's 10 to 20%. Um, I, I think you can't really expect high growers that are well-known, well-liked names to fall 40% on a regular basis. Netflix shares soared nearly 7%. Um, today, the U.S. streaming giant revealed that it picked up 6.9 million subscribers in the third quarter of the year against the expectations of 5 million. So 6.9 million versus 5 million. Companies seeing massive growth beyond its home market. Out of the 6.9 million additional users, 5.8 million of those came from overseas. Revenues were in line with expectations at $4 billion in the last 90 days. So a lot of analysts were wrong this week. They came out and downgraded the stock before the, before the report. Now, today, some analysts are raising their price targets. Morgan Stanley raised their target to uh, 475 from 450. Goldman Sachs raised their price target to 480. JP Morgan goes from 415 to 450. Raymond James goes from 400 to 435. Canaccord Genuity goes from 450 to 470. Morgan Stanley's Benjamin Swinburne and other analysts at the broker noted Netflix's success at international markets paying particular attention to performance in Europe and India. They've got a show. They, they, they do shows really well. They do foreign shows really well. Uh, Sacred Games, uh, first original TV program that was launched in India this year. They're, and now they um, got another show called Ghoul and another show called Selection Day. So they are hitting on all cylinders. With that said, online video services, like, they're not the toughest thing to get into, but to replicate the success of the first mover, Netflix saw it coming years ago, and they, they did everything they could to protect themselves by coming up with original content, knowing that, you know, Time uh, Warner Media, which is from AT&T now, 
could launch a service, Viacom, Sony, Walmart, Costco, Apple, all talking about launching online video services or are in the process of doing it. AT&T's hotly contested $85 billion deal to buy Time Warner, Disney's $71 billion takeover of Fox, beating out Comcast, shows you that the big boys want to play the game. Right? You with me or are you against me? you got to choose a side because this is a civil war. So Netflix reported an undeniably strong third quarter and fourth quarter guidance that gave credence to their view um, that the World Cup had some seasonality negative issues this year for Netflix when they had softness last quarter. Netflix offers consumers an increasingly compelling, unique entertainment experience on virtually any device without commercials at a relatively low cost. The company appears to operate in a virtuous cycle. As the larger their subscriber base grows, they have something called ARPU, average revenue per user. I'm not saying a dirty word. It just sounds dirty, right? The more... Netflix spends on original content, it increases the potential target market for this service and reduces existing subscriber churn. They seem to be doing artificial intelligence well. They seem to know what we want. I didn't know that I wanted to see a reboot of Lost in Space, and when I watched it with my boys, it was fun. And it was well. Danger, done. Will Robinson. Danger. And this Halloween, I wanted something spooky, so started watching the haunting on house, the haunting of Hell House. I think that's what it's called, but it's on Netflix. I don't even consider ABC, NBC, CBS an option anymore. There could be a new show that features. Let's just say I've got a thing for drunken short people juggling. Wow, there could be a show on ABC about drunken short people that juggle, and I have no interest. Because I don't do that ABC, CBS, NBC thing. Now, I still use ABC, NBC, and CBS for late night television. I've got a little bit of a sleep uh, deprivation thing going on. Uh, so, on occasion, I'll tune in to my personal opinion is I like Jimmy Kimmel the most. Um, then, do I go to Jimmy Fallon? No. No, I'll get a Colbert or Jimmy Fallon last, depending on who the guests are. But that's the one thing Netflix doesn't do well. Well, that's not the one thing. There's also sports. Right? Am I right? I'm right. So Netflix is piggybacking. There's significant, substantial investments to increase broadband speeds made by telecom companies. Um, so the whole net neutrality regulations allow Netflix to piggyback. So availability and speeds globally, obviously big. And we continue to see broadband availability and speeds grow. That's all I have to say about Netflix. I have no more on Netflix. I'm done talking about Netflix. The end. You may now all retire. (laughs) Yay. So one day after the stock market had... A powering steadily higher day. Today it's lower. And I don't really spend a lot of time worrying about it. I go, what can I look at? So, United Continental, um, strong quarter. Netflix, strong quarter. Maybe the market just needs a breather. Um, 
Granger was the worst performing stock in the S&P 500 yesterday after margins disappointed investors. A lot of housing data. And when housing data comes out like they did today, you see names like KB Homes, Owens Corning, ticker symbol OC, Home Depot, HD, Lowe's, LOW. There's a building products ETF called IBP. So you kind of see how this all starts to work together. American Airlines and Delta reported better than expected. I'm Rob Black talking all things financial, money investing, and more. Find me online at Rob Black Show, Twitter Rob Black Show, YouTube Rob Black Show. Want the podcast with music? Find the link to the other version of the podcast by going to Rob Black's Twitter. His handle is at Rob Black Show. Listen to Rob Black and Your Money weekday mornings, 7 to 9 on AM 1220 KDOW. I'm Rob Black talking all things financial. Anything you want to talk about, we could talk about. That was a little time. Bring us out of break. Uh, Sweet. All girl band, their sisters. I think that's pretty cool. You could tell I didn't. I grew up not in love with the Osmonds, but I thought it was pretty cool that they all played music together. Student loan debt is a big problem. Student loans has seen a 157% increase in cumulative growth debt in the last 11 years. By comparison, auto loan debt's grown 52%. Mortgage and credit card debt actually fell by about 1%. We have a problem there. These are future consumers. They're future baby makers, future taxpayers, future baby makers or future taxpayers. It kind of bleeds in the whole system. You know, YouTube went down worldwide for an hour yesterday, and the world freaked out. You might have gone to YouTube yesterday, hit the home page, and were greeted by a half-loading page that showed the subscribe channels, but none of the videos. You probably felt like a monkey with a keyboard <laughs> trying to click on things. And the only problem is, instead of a keyboard and a mouse, you had like a hammer trying to hit your computer to get it to work. And all you got was that 500 internal server error. Something went wrong. Something went way wrong. YouTube, YouTube TV, and YouTube music had issues. I know you're saying, is that really a story? Kind of is. Tesla stock is rising right now as the end of Elon Musk's time as chairman is approaching. For Tesla investors, it seems to be good news. Shares of Elon Musk's companies was up big following news that should book in the era of Musk's now legendary going private tweet. Federal judge approved settlements of the securities fraud litigation that put a 90-day deadline on Tesla to ultimately get a, some independent directors and a new C and a new um, chairman. The C-suite. So Musk, for his part today, is saying, I'm buying more shares. I'm buying $20 million more of Tesla. And that's confidence, and that's, you like to see stuff like that. But I'm, I'm just a little leery of, of Mr. Musk right now, if that's fair. 800-516-1220 to get your calls on the air. It's 800-516-1220 to get your calls on the air. Anything you want to talk about, we can talk about. Money invested in more. It is rapidly approaching the end of the year. And one of the things you want to do is do some end-of-the-year planning. Oh, my gosh. Canada has legalized marijuana. Awesome. Done. 
Dun, dun. The Mega Millions jackpot is a record high, $868 million. See if you, See if you should buy a ticket on Friday and play the stupid tax. As we head towards the end of 2018, people with individual retirement arrangements and 401ks should create a checklist to help them avoid tax and inheritance mistakes. Every year, right around this time, you should say, what can I do to make my financial picture look better? You want to be careful with rollovers. If a spouse dies, leaving a spouse as beneficiary, no problem. No probate, no tax at time of death. So as long as the spouse rolls the account into the IRA, keeps the account where it was, transfer the funds. You want to consider qualified charitable distribution. You want to consider a Roth conversion. You want to consider other moves in your portfolio at this time of year. If you don't know what I'm talking about, you should see a CFP, a certified financial planner. CFP Chad Burton does that. You can find him online at newfocusfinancial.com and figure out what should I do at the end of the year to improve my financial situation. It's not rocket science. It's financial planning science. Underwhelming September housing starts and building permits has hurt the investor sentiment today. Is it the end of the boom? Like I told you, there was an apartment sold in my hometown for over a million dollars. And a thousand square foot apartment, which is a pretty big apartment, no doubt. But for $1.2 million, it's an apartment. There's no yard. There's no land. When you buy a house, a single family home, you typically spend you know, $600,000 on the, the house and $300,000 on the land or flip that around. So an apartment's an apartment. It makes no sense. So the information technology sector backtracks from yesterday's strong performance, strength day in healthcare, consumer staples, communication services, weakness in tech, energy, consumer discretion, industrials, and materials. Not a glorious day. I'll be quite honest with you. Not a glorious day. Canada has legalized marijuana. And if you take a look at a map of the United States and areas where it's been legalized, Let's see, there's Washington, Oregon, Nevada, Colorado, California. Those feel like really heavy West Coast states. And then you get uh, Maine. And you get a couple medical marijuanas in between here and there and Alaska. What's up with Alaska? I don't even know. But that boom has created an investment craze, so to speak. So Sears is dying, and when Sears dies, you kind of think about who are winners and losers. There's companies that are mall operators. They're typically called real estate investment trusts. They're scrambling to point point out how Sears' downfall is a positive element for their business because no one was going to Sears. So they're trying to say, we'll get someone in there that people will come and see. In my hometown, the Sears that was closest kind of had a Miley Cyrus wrecking ball take out the sign and then they turned it into a movie theater and it's one of those cool movie theaters that has couches and alcohol and food so 125 year old retailer fails and there's going to be winners and there's going to be losers so maybe like a JCPenney now has no competition in that kind of garbage uh, category of retail big box stores. T. 
TJ Maxx is a huge winner, in my opinion, as a publicly traded company. Um, again, it just tells you that they're getting the product right where Sears got it wrong. I don't know if you remember, but Sears had their own clothing line. That was just, if you were caught wearing it as a kid, you were teased that your mom and dad were poor. Because you could only afford the Sears brand and not the, you know, the, the brand with an alligator on it. Real estate investment trusts could require $100 to rebuild every square foot Sears leaves behind. That could add up to $12 million per store. So you're going to see a lot of winners there. A company called Washington Prime, for instance, um, worked diligently to address unproductive department store space over the previous couple of years. And now they're just thrilled. Again, the death of competition creates opportunities for the winners. Um, Morgan Stanley took a look at Disney's Netflix competitor and says it'll be a $6 billion business. Now you take a look at a Disney's market cap and you go, that's not a big drop in the bucket. Kanye West wants Apple to build an iPlane for the president to replace Air Force One. I still want Apple to come out with an iCoffin. That's all glass. Or maybe some composite materials that you can read the news when you're dead. Kanye West visited the White House last week and met with Donald Trump. He showed his president designs for the iPlane, one, which would be hydrogen-powered and built by Apple. Apple said, we don't build planes and we have no clue what the hell he's talking about. I'm paraphrasing that one. West proposed an iPlane, hydrogen-powered plane that would replace existing Air Force One. If he don't look good, we don't look good. This is our president, so says Kanye. He has to be the freshest, the flyest. This makes me want to go out and get Yeezy sneakers, but I don't know anyone who sells Yeezy sneakers. Or I, I think if I get Yeezy sneakers, you're going to laugh at me. Oh, by the way, I went to the skin doctor yesterday to get checked for skin cancer. I'm clean. I'm clean. So now I can start smoking cigarettes um, and going outside with uh, motor oil on my skin because I'm clean. Could you imagine an iPlane? What the hell is this guy smoking? Oh, yeah, yeah, it's legal in California. We hit that already this segment. Woo-hoo! I'm Rob Black, talking all things financial, money, investing, and more. Find me online at robblackshow.com. Don't forget, there's another hour of today's show to listen to. Find it now at kdow.biz or on the KDOW radio app. I'm Rob Black, talking all things financial, money, investing, and more. Student loan debt crisis is getting worse, and it continues to grow at an alarming rate. You're talking about $1.5 trillion, and you're talking about debt that is up 157% over 11 years. Mortgage debt's down about 1%. Auto loan debt is up 52%. I think people who finance cars are, are who finance new cars are fiscally stupid. You're hurting yourself, but people do it. I have a car that I financed. I'm wealthy. I can make dumb mistakes. It's a matter of convenience for me. It's a way of building my credit. I got it at a 1.9% loan. 
But, like I said, not the smartest thing to do. Let's talk about planning for school costs and 529 plans. CFP Chad Burton, newfocusfinancial.com, did the show this morning um, on KDOW AM 1220. You can find him at, 12, at uh, newfocusfinancial.com. But he took a question about 529 plans. Chad? We got uh, Mark on the line. Mark, how are you? Uh, good morning. Good morning. Thank you for taking my call. Yeah, I got a two-year-old uh, boy. I'm trying to save for his uh, education, and I'm debating between uh, California Scholarship 529 and the Vanguard um, 529 plan. That's one question. The other question is, uh, if I go Scholarship, I was looking at the single fund, uh, which is S&P 500, is the uh, last five years been returning like, 14%, but then I got a question like, uh, maybe S&P won't do that, because what would you suggest? Which one, Vanguard or uh, California Sculpture? And you know, what e- type either of- one is fine. I mean, the the... Since Tia Kreft took over the ScholarShare plan, it's it's a great account. Um, so I tend to use that or the Utah uh, plan through Vanguard is also a good one. You can compare the difference at savingforcollege.com. You can actually compare the differences side by side. Um, I would not just do the S&P 500 fund. I can tell you that. I prefer the, personally, I use the age-based aggressive plans, and then I tweak it as the kid gets closer to college on my own. Um, so for a two-year-old, you want a diversified portfolio. If you're only investing in S&P 500, you're only investing in large-cap companies, basically 50 of the companies that have already done well. Um, small, smaller companies and value-oriented companies, that's where you pay a fair price. People are forgetting about value investing and really fundamentals in general because of the S&P run-up. Uh, will typically outperform over multiple market cycles like your two-year-old is going to live through. So if you're only S&P 500, that's no small cap, that's no international, it's no emerging markets. I think you'd probably underperform a bit over a 15-year period until she goes to college. Um, so look for the age-based options and, and just let the company build the pie chart for you. It's almost free in a 529 plan, right? It's, it's such a low cost to get into those deals. Okay, so age-based ones, should I take passive or active? Um, I think at that age, how much you how much are you trying to contribute right now? Well, uh, I'm putting five. I'm thinking about five hundred because I'm thinking maybe the kid wants to go to a private school, expensive school, and the school colleges keep going up. Might be going to school for ten years, go to medical or something. So mm-hmm. is that enough? Five hundred? Because I was looking at the savings for college, and with that chart, if, if it gets a seven percent return. You should have about three hundred grand in there. That should be enough, right? Well, we all hope so. I mean, we, I really hope that education just changes drastically um, in the next ten years because it's not working the way it should in this country, and it shouldn't be this expensive. Um, but I think that's a good start. I mean, you got to do it in terms of your overall financial plan because are you still saving for retirement, maxing your four hundred one k, doing a Roth before you start this five twenty nine plan? Uh, I'm saving for retirement through my company, 401k, but uh, I haven't done Roth. I might have to do that, yeah. Uh, yeah, I, I, can do I would that. do that first because you can always take your contributions back out. And you want to make sure that your, your retirement plan is dialed and on track. You also, everybody before they should take any money and put it into a 529 plan should look at their retirement first. And then do a projection of, you know, how are you going to be as a family likely 
because if you're you know not going to have a lot saved up and a not a high income by the time your child goes to college putting a a tiny bit in a 529 plan could hurt your financial aid chances um so you might make sure your retirement track is on track first before you do this um, and then, yeah, I, I, I do, uh, I would probably go for the first, you know, hundred thousand go passive. I think that you keep the cost low, you get broad exposure to a lot of stocks. Um, I get more concerned about active management when it becomes larger portfolios as people get closer to retirement and risk control is a little bit more than, uh, uh, appropriate than, than overall growth at the least amount of cost you can probably get in a passive approach. So Okay, thank you. You bet. Thanks for the call. You can find Chad at newfocusfinancial.com. It's newfocusfinancial.com. We're going to be doing a new set of seminars. I'm going to be doing a new seminar in November with him. Um, it's kind of a money 201, you know, investing after the 401k. It's the end of the year, and it's always a good time to get advice on 401ks and finances. One of the things that I warn you to do is obviously go see a doctor about skin cancer. Um, as you get older and you weren't wise as a kid and you threw on no sunscreen. Sunscreen's not cancerous. It would take like 300 years to get cancer from the the chemicals in sunscreen. Um, And you probably won't live to 300. So anyway, check me out at Rob Black Show. It's robblackshow.com. Check out Chad at newfocusfinancial.com. It's newfocusfinancial.com. You can subscribe to my podcast or his podcast. Check it out at newfocusfinancial.com. Three-star general, Michael J. Flynn, head of the Pentagon Intelligence Agency, knew all the government's dirty secrets. He was one of the most respected generals in the military. Flynn knew what the intel world had been up to. He understood its funding. He ordered the first audit of the use of contractors. This set off alarm bells. The explosive new documentary, Flynn, deliver the truth, whatever the cost, and covers the facts behind this scandal. Flynn told the truth. He was the most dangerous person for Donald Trump to hire. I find out the worst enemy that I'm going to face in my life is right here in America. They took my assessment and they wanted me to change it. I was like, I'm not changing it. They had to get rid of Flynn. With in-depth interviews, archival footage, and never-before-seen personal records of the man behind the headlines. I just felt like I was drowning. Flynn. Deliver the truth, whatever the cost. Available now. Watch it today. Go to salemnow.com. salemnow.com.